Now, every time there's talk of sanctions towards North Korea, there's this term that comes up, Banco Delta Asia-type sanctions, or BDA. What exactly do we refer to, though, when we say BDA-type? Here to come to the rescue is Cho Ji-yeon. Good morning. Good morning, Alex. Um, so BDA-type sanctions, uh, as you mentioned, it's the Banco Delta Asia-type sanctions. And um, the logic is simple for these sanctions. It's using the fact that the U.S. holds dominance in the global financial market. So it's putting pressure on those individuals or groups that do business with North Korea. There's no uh, financial organization which can actually survive without doing business with the U.S., so therefore those financial organizations sever all ties with the North, and as an effect of uh, the secondary boycott, the North is no longer uh, getting any kind of financial support. So this is the basic background of the BDA-type uh, sanctions. But in fact, uh, the actual BDA sanctions that occurred in 2005, it wasn't the direct effect um, of the U.S. against the North. All U.S. did was to designate a small-scale bank, BDA, in September of 2005 as a bank suspected of uh, money laundering of forged bills from North Korea mm. and simply alerted others of dealing with the bank. And everything else that happened afterwards was just voluntarily done by the global financial market. And once this kind of announcement was made by the U.S. US Treasury, all financial institutions cut ties with the BDA to prevent um, or in fear of risking their relationship with the U.S. And those who had accounts with the BDA scrambled to withdraw any savings that they had. And ultimately, the Macanese financial authorities froze BDA's assets to prevent a bank run. And in that process, around $24 million worth of North Korean assets were frozen as well. And moreover, financial organizations in various countries closed their North Korean accounts and evaded dealing with North Korea. And North Korean banks couldn't even open a new account with uh, a certain bank, meaning that North Korea could not participate in legal financial transactions either. So the U.S. had not directly sanctioned the North, but with U.S. announcing that the BDA bank, quote-unquote, may be dealing illegally and did so to protect its own economy, other countries could not object and they just followed suit. And it was a pure win for the U.S., they said, and they said that they finally found North Korea's weak link. Yeah, serious pressure and mm -hmm. caused North Korea to pull out of six-party denuclearization talks. Yes, indeed. Um, North Korea's finances were being cut off and uh, they were it backed into a corner. And they said that the U.S. moves just came in line with uh, the September, September 19th joint statement promising nuclear disarmament. And the North called it the U.S.'s conspiracy. The North declared that they will not return to the negotiating table unless they get the frozen assets back from the BDA. And as a result, the six-party talks were postponed for over one year, even after a historical agreement on September 19th. Mm. 
Um, in the end, the North launched their long-range missile in July 2006 and pushed forward with their first nuclear test in October of the same year. And so with the North's provocations, the U.S. decided to solve the issue with BDA to bring North Korea back to the party talks. But actually, it was even more difficult to return that money to North Korea. The North demanded for the U.S. to wire the funds through the International Finance Network, but no institution wanted to step up and act as the intermediary because they were concerned about the consequences. The U.S. then turned to China, which also refused, and then the U.S. turned to one of its domestic banks. So at one point, that U.S. bank requested to get immunity in documentation from the U.S. government. But then word got out uh, to the public that the bank was going to be the intermediary. So then it withdrew its plans. And in the end, the funds were wired into North Korea through each country's central banks. Are BDA-type sanctions still relevant, though? Well, uh, that's a good question, because after the 2005 incident, North Korea has prepared for another set of uh, possible BDA-type sanctions. So most accounts were hidden in China, and it evaded the surveillance by only dealing in small accounts for the transactions. So even if there was another BDA-type sanction, North Korea would be fully prepared. What's more, if the sanctions are imposed, it wouldn't be North Korea that they're dealing with, but China, who will be directly hit. And even 10 years ago, the U.S. knew that dozens of banks within China had dealt with these illegal funds from North Korea, but only looked into BDA as it was small enough and it was insignificant. And this was to stay on good terms with China. And now China's power is incomparable to what it was 10 years ago. And the U.S.-China economies are mutually dependent on each other. So the sanctions could backfire on on the U.S. And one of the reasons why the U.S. has not enforced tough enough secondary boycott sanctions on the North is because U.S. knows that it could come back to them. Thank you, Gion. Thank you, For Alex. For the full explanation, very much uh, a topic of the times today. <laughs> Chojian with today's glossary.